This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast. With Kevin De Bruyne, who sets up a shot and scores. And now it's with Harry Kane, and it's another chance to make it three, and he doesn't miss this time. That's Coutinho for Salah. Oh, that's brilliant. Mo Salah's header from Coutinho's excellent cross. And here's your host, James Rose. Did you know there is not one, but two players who've received more than one red card this season alone? Crazy but true, but more on that later. For our 23rd episode of Season 2, we're back with the chairman of the Kansas City Spurs group, the man who was ready to join Pochettino's posse for the Mike Dean takedown, and who's looking to buy a horse, inside joke perhaps, it's Jared Bustamante. How are you, bud? Willing to offer all resources available, horses, clubs, uh, <laughs> anything. Anything, anything. Poch needs, I'm there. Anything. Backup provided. He's ready to roll. Uh, now, sadly, Boyce cannot be with us this week, but we're pleased to welcome the return of the writer and blogger of the Tottenham Hotspur World News Outlet, the man still delighting in Spurs' win over Dortmund, but still seething over their loss to Burnley. What happens next? Please welcome back Mr. Will Rabard. How are you, bud? I'm great. Thanks for having me. You know, uh, besides eating a little bit of worms after that trip to Turf Moor, I'm good. He's good. He's he's surviving somehow. Uh, and we're spoiled to have a second guest this week with us and a newcomer to the show. He's the president and host of the Two Foot Talk podcast, speaking to us today from Spring City, Pennsylvania, and the man known officially in the business as Young Leg. Please welcome Mr. Anthony Sherpa. How are you, bud? Good. How you doing? I am good. Thanks for jumping on today. Really pleased to have you with us. And uh, you're going to crush it in the show, right? You're going to do good. Yeah, always, always, always. Always, always bet on Young Life. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, now, real quick, before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to Drew Pels uh, from the On The Counter podcast. He uh, welcomed me on his show last week and we had a great breakdown discussion of Spurs' highs and lows, uh, how this show is made, and just some general banter. So if you get a spare minute, go ahead and check him out. Uh, it's Drew Pels. On the counter, it was uh, it was a really fun time. Uh, it was uh, all good stuff. Right, let's go ahead and jump right in to our first round, which is question of the match. So a similar game that we played last week, but in this Premier League version, each person is going to get one question from the main talking points, while the others will kind of help out with said following discussions. So two points per correct guess. Here are this week's topics: United hang tough, Spurs get burned. Watford release the hornet's nest. So, Anthony, since you're our new guest, you're going to get to go first. So, go ahead and start off. Just pick one of those topics for us. I'm going to go with the United one. United hang tough. An intriguing fixture which, despite injuries to the United squad, saw both teams share the spoils in a goalless draw. So, Anthony, your quiz question to start this one off. When was the last time a Premier League team had to make three substitutions within the first half of the game? Was it 2017, 2015, or 2006? It was 2015. Nice work, sir. Yes, that is absolutely correct. It was 2015. Now, bonus point. Do you know which team had to do it? For some reason, I want to say Arsenal. Ooh, it was not Arsenal. Great pick, though. Uh, no, let me throw it to the other guys real quick. Any ideas? You said 2015? 2015, yeah. One team had to do it. They're still currently in the Premier League. Uh, West Ham. Not West Ham. Jared, any guess? Let's say United. Uh, it wasn't United, it was Burnley. Yeah. It was, of course, mm. Burnley. We might talk yeah. about them well, later. 
They're dead to me, so who cares? <laughs> Love it. Uh, let's get back to this game then. Uh, Anthony, despite the Battle Royale moment for Man United, uh, was it a good result for them? Um, I don't know. I think that they have to be thankful for that result since Liverpool didn't really look at their usual standards mm-hmm. when it came to finishing. Mm-hmm. Only one shot on target after all that possession, all that time in their third. I think Man United's happy to get out of there with a, a clean sheet and a tie. No, that I, I absolutely would agree with. In terms of their uh, progression moving forward into the rest of the season, where do we think they're going to end up overall? Um, I really want to say that they're going to get that uh, that um, Arsenal spot in fourth place. Okay. And I hate to take that away from Arsene Wagner because I know even though he doesn't coach there anymore, he really wants Arsenal to get that fourth place spot. Mm-hmm. But I think Man U are going to be able to take it. This is a good test for uh, Ole and with all the injuries to see what he can really do. Mm-hmm. A lot of fixtures coming up for him, so it'll be interesting for Man United. Mm-hmm. And uh, in terms of their potential new manager, does, uh, does Ole keep the job or does it go to someone else? I think that uh, these uh, next couple weeks, these next couple of matches are really going to test Ole because, like I said, with all the injuries, but he's been doing pretty well, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I think United would be, uh, it would be a good choice get another United guy in there. He was in the... Uh, Sir Alex Ferguson dynasty, so mm-hmm. knows what to do when it puts on the red jersey. Sure, sure, sure. Jared, how do Liverpool feel about this outcome? Was it a solid point earned, or was it too dropped? I think it was absolutely too dropped. I mean, if you're looking at this from the perspective of a, a squad who believes they're going to challenge for the title, then uh, these are points that they need. And at this rate, you know, all points are needed. I mean, uh, they have... City right there, and uh, as much as I want to believe that Spurs are in it, their performance over the weekend just, unfortunately, you're at the point where uh, you need every single point you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they, you know, losing Firmino early uh, in, in the match, I mean, just the first 45 minutes, just absolutely bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> and the notion that they were, uh, you know, four minutes of stoppage time on the first half, just, uh, you know, just <laughs> bring out the stretcher. Um, and, and you had United pretty much playing with, you know, 10 and a half players. I'm not sure. I think Rashford was just stayed out there just out of necessity because he's, you know, 15 years old and bendy. Uh, but I think Liverpool will look back on this and think, you know, they could have struck, especially hitting a, a kind of a soaring United squad at home. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that would have been just a shot of adrenaline to these title hopes. Better than points dropped, so uh, I I think Klopp will look ahead and uh, and they'll keep on pressing. But mm-hmm. I I'm I'm not sure. You know they have the depth. You know they don't really have any injury concerns or things like that really coming out of this match. So I think they'll rue it. But uh, you know who knows? I mean they're still in the mix. They're still in the mix. Uh, will uh, with Spurs versus Liverpool somewhat on the horizon. Uh, how do you think both teams fare in that uh, future fixture? <clears throat> oh, it's really tough to say. You know a, a lot of it. You know we're a little over a month off from that. And I think Liverpool, the moment is starting to get too big for them. Mm. Um, in a sense of cities coming on strong. They've been here, done that. They did this last year. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the title race could come down to who's in the Champions League longer. You know, Liverpool with that draw against um, Bayern, if they were to go out against Bayern, I think it becomes much easier for them to win the league because you prioritize it. You're out of the FA Cup. They're out of Champions League, if that happens. Sure. You know, as, as far as Spurs goes, you know, same sort of thing. If we go out of the Champions League, it'll be easier to focus on the league. But at anywhere from six to eight points back of the leaders, it may be too late by the time we get to March 31st. Sure. Unless City 
drop starts dropping points too, you know. Right, let's go ahead and move on. Will, you're up next. So go ahead and pick one of the two remaining categories, which are Spurs get burned or Watford release the Hornet's Nest. Uh, let's just rip the Band-Aid off and go with Spurs get burned. <laughs> Spurs get burned. All right, let's do it. Spurs face a shot loss by the mighty Burnley, despite a goal from the returning Kane. The final score was 2-1. to one. Uh, Will, your question, your quiz question for this one. When was the last time Spurs lost to Burnley? Was it 2016, 2012, or 2010? No Google. Was, oh, I'm not Googling. So the, uh, it's 2016, 2012, or 2010, correct? Uh-huh. I'm going to go with uh, 2012. Ooh, unlucky, bud. It is 2010. It is literally that oh, far man. back. Yeah, believe it or not, the last, uh, I believe, of the nine games we've played, uh, six have been won for Spurs and three have been tied. So this was the first loss in quite some time. Mm. Uh, so it hurts that a little bit more. Um so on the game then, first of all, the general question, how did Spurs lose this despite beating Dortmund in the Champions League and having a week off? Boy, that's the million-dollar question. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I feel like every year Pochettino gets better at managing this team, and I don't think this loss is down to him. They just weren't sharp uh, taking our chances in the game at all. You know, we, we created – we did not have our best uh, game, but we created more than enough chances to win the match. You know, defensively – I don't think Sanchez is hurt, but I do think when you play Juan Foyt against the Burnley's not nearly as talented as Dortmund. We know that, but what they lack in talent, they make up for in physicality in a lot of areas. And when you put Juan Foyt out there, he gets pushed around real easy. You know, mm-hmm. if you put Davinson Sanchez out there, I don't think he's getting pushed around and run around as much as good as Foyt is on the ball. Even Cameron Carter-Vickers is not ready to play for us, but boy, if there is ever a game you'd want him in, it's this game because he can go toe-to-toe physically with these guys. So mm. I think starting Foyt was a bit of a, you know, a bit of a mistake for mm. us. Sure. Anthony, let me ask you your perception of Spurs, not just from this game, but uh, as a team, you know, in the whole, in the big grand scheme of things, if you like, uh, what is your what is your perception of them? Be nice. Um, <laughs> I'll be very gentle here. I'll this be very is a kid show. Here. Gentle, I like that. <laughs> uh, no, Spurs are a very good side. Uh, you always see it when you see them on the European stage. I mean, you saw what they did to Dortmund. They kind of remind me of like Atletico Madrid when it comes to like, yeah, they're so close, they're almost there, but there's still two really big guys ahead of them. Mm. Like they're just one step away, one piece. I'm not sure what it is. I think it might be a mentality of like we are this big club. So now we're going to start winning the trophies and whatnot. But that's the kind of vibe that Spurs has been giving me the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Do you think at some point in the, let's say the next two or three years, that Spurs are actually going to finally win silverware? Yeah, I mean, they got to get an FA Cup or Carabao, right? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> that seems to be the case, but they just somehow fall short. I mean, losing to Crystal Palace the way they did and obviously in the shootout to Chelsea, it just <laughs> never seems possible. They'll get one. In the next two three years, they'll get at least one. I like it. I'll hold you, chat. Uh, Jared, let me ask you the question about uh, the scene at the end with Pochettino. He uh, went up to Mike Dean, had a, a few words to say, if we're putting it mildly. But my question to you is, did Poch have reason to do that? The joke out of the way, that's Mike Dean, so I'm sure he did something. <laughs> he just needs to be yelled at. <clears throat> but uh, I, I'm not sure. I mean, you and I were watching the match. You had Burnley just burning the clock i mean mm-hmm. just 
and, and it was getting a little ridiculous and noticeable. I mean, even notice that uh, in between spiking pint glasses on the ground. Uh, shout out to Strange Days Brewery. I owe you guys glassware. Uh, yeah, and I, I think, uh, you know, and even Pacha said, it's like, look, kind of boiled over. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to say what I said, but I may have crossed the line. And I'm very interested as to what he said mm, that crossed the line and whether or not it involved a member of Mike Dean's family and conjecturing that his mother's a whore. But <laughs> it's uh, at the end of the day, as a supporter, uh, you know, I, I think people draw lines here. Me personally, I'm fine with it only because you don't see this from Potch. You know what mm. I mean? You don't, uh, he's not the kind of guy who is out there just kind of screaming at everybody, uh, you know, and saying, well, you know, it's everyone else's fault and things like that, like Arsene Wenger. So really, the fact that this happened so seldom and that classically, you know, Pacha is pretty well liked. Um, it was almost cathartic as a supporter going, yeah, this does suck. I'm not sure why you're up there, but yeah, this does suck. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I don't want to become a regular thing. And I don't really see that with Pacha, but I got to say, you know, he admitted that he was wrong. He's accepted the kind of discipline and, uh, you know, we move on. Mm-hmm. What uh, if obviously he does accept the charge? What are, what are we looking at for him? You know, uh, I was looking at that and, uh, you know, because he's not going to going to challenge it, he's not going to contest it. I'm not sure we're looking at a match ban. I don't know. Maybe a fine. I admit uh, because this happens so seldom to Poch, uh, I'm not really familiar with mm. uh, the disciplinary functions the FA is handing down on things like that. Again, I think this does come down to what he said. Sure. Um, and I think without knowing that, then uh, then I don't know. And there's your uh, there's your lawyer answer. <laughs> Let's move on to the final topic of this section, which is Watford released the Hornet's Nest. And Jared, this one is with you, but the lead-in is Dele Feo registers his first ever Premier League hat-trick in Watford colours in their comprehensive 5-1 win over the Cardiff Bluebirds. So, Jared, question uh, on the quiz side of things. Who did Watford face when they last registered five goals? Was it Leicester, Burnley or Manchester City? Well, Burnley was already up there. Okay. Leicester. Leicester is absolutely correct. Nice work. <laughs> All right. Damn it, you saw right through me. Uh, but it is Leicester, <laughs> yes. Back in, believe it or not, November 1986. That was the last time Watford scored five or more goals. And I don't know if this is true or not. I'm still trying to figure this out. Was this Watford's first ever hat trick in the Premier League? <laughs> Someone seems. Oh, boy. Yeah. If that's the case, then... That's a stat in itself. Um, real quick on Watford then. How did, uh, if anything, Jared, how did Watford put together such a complete performance here? I mean, they've been threatening this all year. They've played Spurs tough. I, I've always said, you know, I'm always cautious when I play Watford. You know, to Will's point earlier about, you know, having somebody, you know, but Davison Sanchez not be shoved around as much. I've seen Troy Deeney just bowl over Davison Sanchez. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, and that is something that shocked me. Uh, you know, they are a bruising squad. Duelife, you know, offers a, you know, a little finesse and creativity in there, as you saw in, in these goals. They had it in them. And, uh, you know, I I put them right there with Wolves uh, as a squad that can nick you. Mm-hmm. And they are quick. And I think they're well organized. But, I, again, I, that addition of Duelife, who actually kind of took a while to break into the squad, if I remember correctly, uh, and now coming in. Now, 
granted, I mean, we have to consider it. It's against Cardiff, which you you really feel for, you know, mm-hmm. with respect to the Salah saga uh, sure. and coming through the, uh, you know, a record signing for the club, a club that is really trying to make moves and, and things like that. You got to feel for them on something like this. But like I said, Watford are capable of this. They are a solid mid-table team. Uh, and they're certainly a squad that if you look past, I, I, I think it's to your pearl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will, on, on Cardiff, I mean, uh, we saw obviously losing five goals in this game. They lost three today uh, against Everton. Uh, what's the future hold for them? Uh, I think Neil Warnock will be back in the championship where he belongs, uh, to be honest <laughs> with you, as far as Cardiff goes. Uh, they just they don't have enough. They don't have enough of anything on that club. Uh, really to compete in the Premier League. I mean, the only thing saving them from the bottom is Huddersfield, who miraculously beat Wolves today, I think, 1-0, which is a shocking result. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I think Cardiff, they're going right back down to the championship. Um, For me personally, I won't miss them because it's kind of that just not real pretty football, like just try and grind out results and stuff. But I mean, it'll be a dog. I mean, they could stay up, but, you know, it's really between them, Southampton, you know, Burnley's getting drugged back into it because they turned back into themselves today when they lost to, I think it was Newcastle. So it was, yeah. it, it's a dogfight for them. It, but it, I won't yeah. I won't miss Neil Warnock, you know, and all his comments. So if he goes to the championship, bye. You know. <laughs> See you later. Um, Anthony, any thoughts on uh, Watford or Cardiff in this situation? Um, Watford's always been, this is the team I've been following a little bit this season for the okay. Premier League. Nice. Always been a huge Troy Deeney fan. Um, he's a shark if you haven't seen him. He's a monster. <laughs> and you heard it here first. They will get a result against Liverpool tomorrow in Anfield. Liverpool are dropping points. So I did read your uh, your recent tweet that said, I need a Watford Madrid win tomorrow. So I'm guessing that you kind of explained it. <laughs> yes. But you're feeling it, huh? You're feeling it? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Okay. I got my, I'm wearing my all black Madrid shirt just so Barcelona know they're, I'm dressed for a funeral, and I'm rooting for Watford at the same time. Got a lot going on tomorrow. There's, there's high stakes for sure. Uh, anything on Cardiff, bud? Cardiff, I mean, they're a side that you felt they were really preparing to go back down to the championship when you saw their signings. And then the Salah thing, he was having a hell of a season over in France. To see that happen is terrible. So sure. Cardiff, like, you feel bad for, but you know they're kind of on their way down. <laughs> Right, so let's move on to section two of the show, and it is another time for Rumor Mill. Uh, so to clarify, each player is going to get a quote or a line from a newspaper or online resource from the last few days. All they've got to do is tell me if the words I read out were in fact printed or just something I made up. So it's basically true or false. Two points for a correct guess, and Jared, you're up first with this one. Emerging reports now suggest Zinedine Zidane is now the front runner to take over at Chelsea, should Sari be given the sack. Is that true or false? Sure. Why not? <laughs> it's got to the point now where you're just like, I don't know what to think, so I'm just going to throw a guess in there. Well, it is true, so nice work. You, got, right. <laughs> you got it. Hopefully you wouldn't mock me and then tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Be bamboozled. <laughs> uh, but that is correct, and I'll give you those uh, those two points. It was uh, The Sun that wrote that article on Friday. Um, oh, yeah. Right. Journalism fun. right there. That's, yeah. Maybe, uh, well, maybe Kepa will actually listen when he's being subbed off with those easy <laughs> on the sideline. <laughs> Which, by the way, one of the most bizarre scenes in world football. So I was actually at work, and, and it was 
James texting me. Yeah. Like, are you seeing this? So I pull it <laughs> up on my phone. I'm like, I've never seen like, no, he's shaking him off. Literally. Like, he he's like a pitcher. He's like, no, I'm not coming out. And then he gives up a grand slam and loses the game. It so, was just remarkable. To save face, of course, Chelsea to come out and then give their statement on said incident, which just seemed like a whole bunch of fluff, if we're putting it mildly. Um, trying to say, oh, no, no, it's all just a big misunderstanding. But clearly, I think we can all agree here, <laughs> well, that was not the case. <laughs> hopefully they explain it to poor Willie Caballero, who was just awkwardly standing there while his parents are discussing their divorce, just trying to fix his... <laughs> fix his gloves and just act occupied knowing he's on international television oh gosh anyway well maybe that'll work to spurs advantage tomorrow again <laughs> i guess we'll see uh will this uh will this next one's for you uh tottenham forward harry kane is once again linked with moves away from the club with reports suggesting he could leave this summer if spurs fail to win any silverware is that true or false oh i'd have to say that's probably true that might be another sun publication for all we know about with the stuff they like to you know spew out so i'll go with i'm sure that's probably been printed in the last week or so it's false but it has not been printed although this is a tricky one because there are things that suggest that he might be leaving but not due to lack of silverware so it was a real it was a real tricky one but uh I this question seems to come up every year around this time. Obviously, he stuck around. No questions asked last year. Is he going to stick around this year or for next year? I should say. I think so. I think the squad that Pochettino has assembled. You know, this is kind of like a band of brothers, sure. and and I don't think they let the outside media uh, really get to them. Sure. And so I don't think I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think Delhi's going anywhere. You know, Christian Eriksen. We do need to get his contract probably you know, worked out and stuff, I think he would be a huge loss. But I don't – these guys want to play in the new stadium. And let's face it, that may be uh, the opener next year, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're going to stick around for that for nothing else. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, Anthony, this last one is for you. Real Madrid forward Gareth Bale has no interest in returning to the Premier League with reports saying he wants to see out his contract at the Bernabeu. Is that true or false? That's true. No hesitation, sir. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Uh, the I, I don't know if this is right in saying a, AS 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 football. Um, they wrote that article on Friday, clearly saying that Gareth Bale might be there to see his career out. Maybe would you would you think that could be the case, Anthony? Um, I don't know. Everything in Madrid. It depends who pisses off Perez that week. Everything's a toss up in Madrid. I still don't even know who the coach is going to be come this summer. So. We'll see what goes on in Madrid. We'll see what uh, what happens. Uh, future prospects for Madrid real quick. Uh, what are we thinking this year, next year? Um, well, me, I made this very vocal. If you follow me on any social media, but Kylian Mbappe, you're ready for Madrid, kid. Feel free to take the next <laughs> flight over from Paris. What's the price? <laughs> um, they're asking for, I think, 225 And uh, I would say started at 160 See how low you can get him off of that 200, but I would not mind spending 200 on Kylian Mbappe, who's only 20 years old, so you're good for another, what, decade? Damn, I have not heard that, but that would be uh, interesting. And now, if that did happen real quick, would uh, Eden Hazard still be a reality? Oh, I'm a big Hazard hater, but um, <laughs> I think that if Haz- this is pretty much Hazard's do-or-die time to get to Madrid since Chelsea's about to be slapped with that ban, and if he doesn't leave for Madrid, they're going to be building around him because he is still their centerpiece. 
let's move on then to our last game, uh, which of course is our classic closer. That is player profile. Uh, so I'm going to provide five different clues to a Premier League player. Each clue easier than the last. First person to shout their name and correctly guess said player will win those two points. But you only get one guess as an incorrect shot will freeze you out. This week, your clue to these players is red card recipients. Red card recipients. Uh, this translates pretty simply to players who have been sent off in a game this current EPL season. Guys, you ready? Yep, let's Let, do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> Player number one is a left back. Spent six years at Aston Villa. Is an Englishman. Plays for Manchester City. First, Delph. It is. Was that Anthony? Yes. <laughs> it is Delph. Yes. Nice right. work, Yeah, look at that. Fabian Delph is on the pod? Yes. For the wow. first time in pod, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pod history. You heard it here first. Um, his game <laughs> against Leicester at Boxing Day, he got his uh, amazing red card that uh, saw him sent off. All good times. Fabian Delph. What a guy. Anyway, um, player, player number two plays as a defender. Has been with his club since 2012. Used to play for Ajax. Will. Yes, Will. Will. Uh, Jan Vertonghen. Bam. Nice work, bud. Yes, it is. Jan Vertonghen. That is absolutely (laughs) correct. Is a Belgian international and now plays for Spurs are the other clues. And you guys will probably know when he got sent off. When was it? Oh, just the other... (sighs) Just the other day. Just the other Uh... day. Um... I want to say that's kind of close, but no, it was the uh, I North, forget. It was the North London derby. Oh, Arsenal! Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, North. Was it? Sorry, North? tried to tried to bury that one. <laughs> tried to bury that one. <laughs> I saw it. I love it. Um, player number three used to play for the Jamaican national team. That's a hell of a first clue. Has been with his current club since 2012. Will. Yes, Will. Uh, is it? West Morgan for Leicester. It is West Morgan. Nice work, bud. Yeah, correct. Oh, nice pull. That good was Lord. a good. That was. There's a good not. Too, there's not too many Jamaicans in the Premier League, so that was it. It's true. That's what did I it. Couldn't get Leon Bailey out of my head. You <laughs> <laughs> just floating around, but needed more clarification. Love it. Uh, the other clues were plays as a defender, uh, plays for Leicester City, and his first name is Wes. And his home fixture versus Everton in October. Uh, was what got him his red card. So, good going, Wes. Anyway, player number four. Transferred from Chelsea in 2017. Is a Serbian international. A defensive midfielder. Anthony. Yes, Anthony. Matic. It is Matic. Nice. Nemanja Matic. Good work. Yeah, that'll get you those two points. The other clues were now plays for Man United. First name is Nemanja, Nemanja Matic. Uh, he got a second yellow against Watford in September at the very death of that game, which again saw him packing his bags. Only one game suspension, though, so not too terrible. Player number five is an Englishman. Plays as a midfielder. Used to play for Manchester City. Currently play... Will. Yes, Will. Will. Uh, James Milner, even though he's not kind of in the midfield, but did he just play for City? <laughs> it is James Milner, though. So you're right. <laughs> nice work on that one, bud. And that'll get you those uh, those two points. Uh, the last clue was first name, 
is James. James Milner. What a guy. What a legend. Uh, his red card was against Palace when they played it. It was 4-3 the outcome. And uh, believe it or not, here's a fun stat. Milner's old gym teacher, who is now a referee, John Moss, was the one who sent him off. Isn't that funny? <laughs> That's <laughs> who great. Who would have <laughs> thought? that exchange. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, we have bonus point and offer today, guys. This is the last clue of the quiz. Bonus point. Um, one player receives two red cards, and that was uh, Wes Morgan, actually. But there was another one. Who is the other player in the Premier League to receive two red cards currently this season? We'll start with Jared. Will. Oh, all right, Jared, go ahead. You shot in. Oh, if you're going to go around, I got it. You Robert. got time. <laughs> all right, fine. Will, what do you think? <laughs> no way. I said it. Hoiberg. Oh, you said I didn't even hear you say it. <laughs> it is, God, wow, that's it. There's an editing nightmare for you right there. Um, it is Hoiberg, yeah. Man, the one thing I knew. <laughs> oh, I just no way I would have guessed that, so you're good. He was, he was fired up, man. Hoiberg, Hoiberg. Anyway, yes, Jared, it is Hoiberg. And uh, it was against Manchester City in December uh, and against Leicester. So he was uh, the other player to get two uh, red cards during his playing time. Good times. But guys, that is the quick... get in there somehow. Those boys were smoking it, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Gosh, insane. Uh, but guys, that is the quiz. And uh, here are the final scores. It was a close one. But Jared, you came away with six. Will, you also came away with six. But Anthony, bud, congratulations. You stole the win with eight. How do you oh, feel? Wow. Come on. <laughs> it had to be. It was all scripted, wasn't it? Young leg with the win. Thank you. Young leg for the win. That's that's actually how I wrote it uh, right on the script here. Young leg will win. So uh, real quick, I wanted to get all of our opinions here on the upcoming North London derby. Obviously a big game. Uh, Anthony, I want to start with you as uh, as a neutral fan. Uh, who do you think has the win in this game? Um, well, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna see Tottenham come back, and they're gonna be angry because they're gonna feel they played down to Burnley. They're playing against another top guy. Uh, this is a kind of important game for them to kind of establish themselves between third and uh, that fight for fourth place. So I think Tottenham's going to come away with this one, especially since Chelsea is in kind of uh, disarray right now. Interesting, interesting. All right, Will, over to you. What do we think the final score is going to be? Ooh, that's a tough one. You know, we won at Stamford Bridge for the first time in I don't know how many years last year. It's a tough place to win. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, you would think Chelsea would be in shambles, but they do tend to... Um, rise to the occasion in this one. So, I mean, predicting a final score, I mean, I'm going to go. We don't have Delhi, which sucks, because he loves to absolutely uh, score on Chelsea and, and just make those supporters absolutely furious. <laughs> so, I guess I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go if we pick up our first draw of the year. We'll go 2-2. Ooh, okay. All right. Jared, over to you. What do we think? Uh, are you talking about the score for the Derby or a score of, well, which Derby? Uh, the North London Derby? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, to clarify, the North London Derby. I know we have a, ga a game against Chelsea, but I do mean the uh, Tottenham-Arsenal game on Saturday. Oh, uh, do you? Does that mean we have to go around again? <laughs> <laughs> I think tomorrow is actually going to tell us a lot about this. Um, I, I actually agree with everything I said. I think we could possibly come away with a draw tomorrow. It really, I count cherries as those uh, teams can't really look past, you know, they're capable of scoring in bunches and all that. Oh, yeah. And I think it gets r real interesting if Cherries beat Arsenal and if Spurs draw or lose to Chelsea tomorrow, and then you will just have two pissed-off teenagers playing each other on Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. um, I don't see a draw for the North London Derby. Um, 
I think uh, the winner comes away 3-1, and I'm hoping that it's Spurs. Mm -hmm. But the disarray with the defense, I mean, that has to be squared away. Um, I will be actually kind of shocked if we come out with the three in the back with wingbacks uh, and all of that. Um, But, uh, you know, we'll see. So I'm going to say 3-1 good guys. Um, But, uh, you know, everybody stay tuned for tomorrow because that's going to be a lot of fun football. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anthony, let me swing it back to you then real quick. North London Derby predictions. See, I got confused because they're all in London, and I didn't want to like. <laughs> I didn't right. want to get overexcited thinking Wednesday, but um, I'm gonna stick to exactly what I said before. Okay. Arsenal okay. plays Bournemouth Wednesday. They got a tough game ahead of them, as well as Tottenham. I think it's North London Derby, so we're gonna get a good football game. It's at Wembley. Harry Kane's probably good for at least a goal, okay. and uh, that Arsenal defense, as much as they were looking weak before, they're seeing even more injuries now. I know Licksteiner, Rob Holding. Bellerin are all down. Uh, Nateland Miles even went down with an injury. So they're looking a little slim in the back, and Harry Kane's back and would probably like to make them pay for it. Interesting. Like a wounded animal. Uh, Will, uh, again, real quick, uh, North London Derby predictions. Ooh, so that's it. It's interesting because it really, you know, playing two games, uh, really three games in a week, like what we're about to do, it's really difficult from a fitness standpoint. You know, I'm assuming Danny Rose will not play tomorrow since he played Saturday, so we'll have him against Arsenal. It, it It's so tough to call. Mm. Um, I, I feel like we have a much better chance to win the game Saturday than the game on a Wednesday, and I think we will be um, up for it, whether we win or lose on Wednesday. Uh, but again, you know, fitness is just huge uh, sure. for our club. So the rotation, I think, you know, with so many guys still out, it's going to be tough, but I think we will edge them. I'm going to go same scoreline as last year in this fixture. We'll go 1-0. Okay. Uh, one nil. Us. Um, I want to say my perception of it is, uh, kind of from what you said, uh, Will, on the Chelsea game, I actually think Tottenham Arsenal is going to be our first draw of the season. It's going to be one of those fixtures where we may score one, we may score two, but they're going to find ways to respond. It's going to be incredibly frustrating. Could even be down to a referee call. Who knows? Uh, but my prediction for this uh, North London derby is going to be 1-1. So... Uh, Again, we'll see what happens, but uh, uh, as I usually say, time will tell. Um, Anthony, real quick, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about your uh, podcast, a little bit more about uh, Two Foot Talk, if you uh, if you could. Two Foot Talk, you're going to see a lot more banter. Uh, my language is going to be a lot worse, but always <laughs> a good it. time. Very bold takes, uh, just like a two-foot tackle. We're coming in to kind of flip it all upside down. We're going for those scary takes that maybe you're afraid to think of. That's two foot talk for you. Love it. And uh, what's the best way to reach out to you guys and uh, listen to your stuff? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at TWO Foot Talk. Check us out at twofoottalk.com. We just made a bunch of new gear. Feel free to contact me whenever if you just want to start an argument. I'm nice. always there. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. I'll have to think of one. <laughs> um, Will, same questions to you, bud. How can uh, people reach out and uh, find your news outlet stuff? Okay. So you guys can uh, read all my content uh, either going straight to my site, which is www.tottenhamhotspurworld.com. Uh, you can also reach out on Twitter and find me at World Hotspur. Um, and basically my, my site, just like the name of it, it's anything in the world of Tottenham Hotspur. So I try to cover uh, the U18 team, the U23 team, the first team, and the Spurs ladies. And real quick, of all those teams, the U18s and the Spurs ladies are both top of the table in their respective divisions. Nice. And we have a Rihanna Dean of the Spurs ladies actually is up for women's uh, footballer of the year 
for the London Awards on Friday night. So that would be a huge get uh, for her if she nice. can get that. And the and the U18s and are number one, and they are about ten to twenty. Uh, they hold a huge goal difference advantage over second place, who is Arsenal. So All right. Oh, that's even better. that's me. <laughs> Very yep. cool, man. Uh, well, thank you both for coming on. I really do appreciate your input. Um, that is all we have time for today, though. So big thanks uh, again to my guests, Jerry Basamente, Will Rivard, and Anthony Chopa. Don't forget to share the love by rating us from iTunes and, of course, subscribing to our weekly episodes. You can also check out our musings on our Twitter page, at Kick Corner Flag, as well as our Facebook page and website, kickflag.com. Uh, final words, Jared. Potch just emailed me to buy a bunch of fertilizer. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> uh anthony uh young leg coming away with a victory undefeated might have to retire thank you for having me oh i love it man love it and will oh man nothing nothing else to say here I, I think uh jesus perez would be the one i'd be most afraid of the if i was mike dean he is a scrappy looking dude that the <laughs> truth i was looking at my wife mrs vp of uh, uh casey spurs i was going you know that's all great and good watch up there like Jesus, buddy, no, we need you. Get back there. I thought he went up to pull Potch back. Nope, he went in to throw in his two cents, which was terrifying. Love it, love it, like an angry mob. All right, guys, so that is all we have time for. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great week.